0: Hi, this is Palmer,
1: and this is Patrana, and this is High School Musical, the Musical, the Series, the Podcast, a review and recap podcast for the Disney Plus original High School Musical, the Musical, the Series. The Series? Yes. was that, that <laughs> um, the word I was looking that,
0: for. It's like one that of those is, things where you, is. S-
1: where you say it like 10 times and it kind of just like loses meaning.
0: Um, right. Anyway. You say it so many times, yeah. Um, especially when it's part of our title, but... Yeah, anyways, today we are in discussing episode four, which is titled Blocking. Blocking.
1: blocking also- which is a pun.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nice double entendre on the fact that they're blocking at the show, but also that uh, Nini blocks EJ on her phone. Um, it's These sort of things. It's also notably the first episode title that doesn't begin with the. the- yeah. I guess they
1: could have done um, the blocking. Which is
0: definitely funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the the stuff because it
1: made it like High School Musical, the musical, the series, the read through, the auditions, and you got that like repetition. Um. Anyway, so Palmer, why don't you
0: recap this episode, which we have dubbed the Ricky episode? Yeah. Um. So this episode basically is all of the drama that's kind of been stewing for the past several episodes coming to a head. So it begins with Nini basically confronts EJ about stealing her phone because she figures it out at the end of the last episode. Um, And it's a very public fight in front of the whole drama club um, who are all waiting outside a classroom because the stage manager lost her emotional support hamster. So it's Mm -hmm. a very public fight, which is fun. Um, Running in parallel to that is the fact that Ricky's mom finally comes back to Salt Lake City from Chicago However, he learns right before he goes to rehearsal that his parents are intending to split up. And they wanted to do it differently, but his mom came home early. And so this news kind of just gets, like, dropped on him, mm-hmm. which is pretty sucky. Um, and so later, you know, they're at rehearsal. There's some obvious tension between Nini and EJ, who has to step in for Ricky because he's late. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very fun rendition of what I've been looking for. Where they um, sound like they want to kill each other. Yeah, Nini is on the freaking warpath, um, and she shows it off through some very fun vocal riffs later down the line. But essentially after that, we kind of see Ricky trying to cope with the news that his parents are splitting up, which t- he kind of knew before, but now he knows that it's it's very serious, so he goes over to Big Red's, um, and can't sleep because of his like white noise machine, which plays rainforest <laughs> sounds. Um, <laughs> oh, and Big later, Bill oh, Big Red, we uh, much to discuss later. We love him. Um, and then later down the line, tries to go over to Nini's because he's still good friends with her moms, um, and is on good terms, but. There's some re- weird romantic tension between the two of them. He decides to go back home, um, and is trying to figure out just how to process all of this because it's so much. And so otherwise, what's happening in this episode? EJ trying to figure out how to get Nini back. Gina scheming more related to homecoming, which is the next episode. Um, and also Ashlyn and Courtney making some appearances. Uh, we get a lot out of Courtney this episode, which is great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I guess the the big thing about this episode was that this was the very emotional Ricky episode um, where he was just very vulnerable in a way that we really haven't seen much of him before because he, we always, like, got the feeling that part of the reason he didn't say I love you back to Nini is because he's kind of grappling with the fact that his parents' relationship is obviously, like not going well um and now it's like right in his face and like he can't really he like he spends most of the episode trying to run away from it
0: there's definitely just a lot going through his head and we kind of we get a lot out of joshua bassett who plays ricky um leading to probably like the most emotional parts of this series that we've seen thus far um i for one did shed some tears (laughs)
1: scene where I he's was like
0: definitely like having a moment at the kitchen table. I think there are, there are two very
1: good Ricky scenes. The first is when he he miss he's late for rehearsal so Miss Jen gives this like very drama teacher speech about how he's like letting everyone down, and because he's the lead of the musical, he needs to have, like, a better standard of performance, blah, 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 and then, like, he's, like, kind of sitting in her office, like, holding a pillow, and he just, like, his voice cracks a little, he's just, like, my parents are separating, and it's just, like, it's very vulnerable, and then Miss Jen tries to make him feel better by saying that she went through a similar thing, and then ends up unloading a lot of, like, personal baggage on poor Ricky, who
0: probably yeah. doesn't need that. <laughs> it's one of those educators where we realize that, like, Miss Jen... Well, we we kind of know that she, like... She has a lot of issues. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, A, like, trauma to bring up with your student. You uh-huh. know? Um, Even when you're trying to, like, empathize. But then, also, yeah, we just... We, we see that she's definitely struggling, like, kind of financially. She obviously really needs this job. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, it was... That was definitely, like, a moment. Yeah. Um, That kind of put a somewhat comedic spin on the fact that, like, Ricky is going through the hardest point of his life (laughs) thus far. Yeah. Um, Also, the stage manager's emotional support hamster is, like, running around in Miss Jen's office at the same time. Yeah.
1: That was a weird... It felt very Disney Channel. (laughs) It's
0: extremely Disney
1: Channel. It reminds me... I don't know if you remember this, but there was a Hannah Montana episode where there was a mouse trapped in their house,
0: and they couldn't find it. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely just, like... It's one of those just very quirky like subplots especially because it's like a hamster and it's definitely supposed to riff off of like part of me is like okay well emotional support animals are like very much a real thing and this is yeah <laughs> designed to to mock it a little bit um just based on the tone which is like all right um okay but part of, we, were, we were talking about this is just like would they allow an emotional support animal like in especially school? like a hamster yeah, in high in school yeah. cuz
1: it, it's not like an actual service animal like that someone needs for like a guide dog or whatever but it like which would be allowed in a high school but i don't yeah. know if it's just if it's an emotional support animal would they i feel like college might be a little more lenient but high schools usually end up being very um very strict about that
0: stuff. Who knows? Maybe high schools are different now. It's it's a very convenient plot device in this episode um, for that moment, and also for everyone to see Nini and EJ's mm-hmm. like very public fight.
1: Yeah, because uh. the
0: reason they can't go into the
1: classroom is because Hannah's looking for the hamster. Um, yeah, and that's why they see the whole chaos. Um, what else? Yep. Uh, oh Just yeah so the other fun. yeah the other emotional Ricky moment happens when Ricky comes over to Nini's house and they're having a moment on the couch not like that and you really get the sense that he, like Ricky's not the type of dude who's like usually pretty vulnerable and openly talks about his feelings but during their relationship she was probably the only person that he really like talked to this stuff about. So now that they're not dating, Nini's still like you can talk to me about all of this and he's like kind of hesitant but like they also almost kiss and it's like super emotional.
0: Yeah, that was definitely very interesting just cuz like they were having this pretty like emotionally mature moment, I would say. Mm-hmm. Where like Nini at first is like, "Oh my god, like mom, he can't stay here. You know, this is not a good time for me." I'm, she I think she says like literally I'm having the worst day of my life, and her mom is like, yeah, Yeah, well, I I think Ricky's having a worse day right now, and Nini figures out what's going on and, like, is like, you know what, I can put away my own feelings for this moment, and, like, really, this is, like, the the best conversation we've seen them have thus far, Mm -hmm. because they were on, like, okay-ish terms in the past few episodes, but definitely, like, lots better, um... And then it leads to that weird romantic tension. And, like, Nini is the one who cuts it off. Um, but. Yeah, because he's about to kiss
1: her. And then she's like, wait, let me. We can't do this. And he's like, oh, yeah, I understand. We can still just be friends. And then she uh, she goes upstairs to get him a pillow. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, oh, the ones downstairs aren't great. And then uh, when she gets back, he's gone. Yeah, he she- just yeets off into the night. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do-, do not yeet gently into the night. Well, <laughs> You tweeted that once or something. Um, I did
1: tweet that. It got a lot of a good engagement on that tweet. But um, yeah. So he the episode ends where he shows up at his uh his own home and his mom is there like packing up stuff, which is like super sad. But he's finally able to confront the reality of this, and yeah, big big moments for Ricky here. Yeah,
0: definitely. And it's very oh, man. I like I I said earlier, but I literally like was sitting at my kitchen counter eating soup Aww. and watching this. And like the steam the conversation with him and Nini, like he's just I def I like started crying <laughs> and I was like, damn okay. Um, but it was just uh, it was great. I think it was just like very well acted um and mm-hmm. like definitely more of an emotional moment than or like depth than Disney series typically get. yeah, I like, think a lot of yeah, that is I... because like Disney Channel series are all sitcoms, right um mm-hmm. but so even
1: if they do deal with like, more serious things there's like a laugh track you know Mm -hmm. yeah but because this show has I guess more of a budget so they can do better camera work and like explore more of these moments
0: yeah for sure um it's it's definitely like testament to the series quality and budget and narrative capacity I guess um which Mm -hmm. is super cool but Speaking of greater scope and things we get in these episodes, we finally got more Courtney um, again in this episode. Yes, we finally find
1: out what she's doing. I feel like... Every time I say, Oh, Courtney is blank, but I want to know more blank, than the next episode's like, Oh yeah, this is exactly what Petrano said on the podcast. Oh, yeah. The last episode I was talking about how I didn't I wasn't really even sure what Courtney's job in the musical was. And this episode literally starts off with her being like, Yeah, I'm on the costume crew. And I was like, Wow, this is great. Perfectly answered my question. Yeah. So um Courtney has this fun bit in the beginning where she's talking about how the costume cho- the costume crew is proving to be a bit challenging because she assumed that, oh, well, it's just high school like what like we're just gonna like wear whatever but because technically this is a period piece because it takes place in 2006
0: yeah i think about that like well i think about like fashion <laughs> like what like vanessa hudgens um at the time here, here's an aside now we all call her vanessa hudgens um from like the princess yes she world. was vanessa and hudgens, Ann hudgens. <laughs> like i i very truly remember like just at that time like oh did you listen to baby v from vanessa ann hudgens <laughs> like the middle name was absolutely necessary anyways yeah um thinking about what vanessa ann hudgens was wearing um in high school musical it was like those like henley tops and like the little the cardigans with, like, the ca- yeah it was so yeah. particular and like sharpay's outfits
1: sharpay's outfits are like amazing they're they amazing. are the epitome of cash money
0: <laughs> yeah they're like it's almost a little unhinged but they're so like put together mm-hmm. it reminds me of like so like i did competitive speech right we were everyone was like really into the suits and like your suit game had to be so strong just so you looked like super high while you were performing and so like people wore like colored stuff sharpay's like pink ensembles remind me of like the suits that people would wear <laughs> Like, the really fancy, like, this is a deep cut, but Tahari suits, um, which are the best. Uh, I had a few Taharis back in the day. But anyways, um, her outfits are just so good. And then, like, but I I guess it kind of is, like, okay, it's a period piece. A
1: period piece, yeah. And Um, also, so we also get more Courtney just being, like, a good friend because she's concerned about, nini who is really on edge after finding out that ej has been like lying to her this whole time because we also we also find out that the so ej and nini got together because they were at theater camp and nini was the understudy for the lead role and the lead ended up getting food poisoning that night so she took over and he was playing the the male lead but she finds out that ej gave slipped the lead actress a po- like a not poison a like spoiled a deviled egg yeah yeah before so he li- like he literally poisoned this girl just so he could get with nini and it's just like so nini obviously is just like her whole relationship is like a lie and she's yeah. really going through it and she's getting a little snappy um they're at this coffee shop and she's like snapping at couples who are snuggling and then um courtney's just like girl you need to eat something like, like have take you- care of yourself please yeah
0: Please have this, like, stale muffin or whatever. Um, speaking of, like, that EJ, God, it was really manipulative because he's, like, he's, like, well, why do you think you got to go on? Like, oh, you you got that success because I did this for you? And you can clearly see on her eyes, like, because she's so talented. Like, I, I just. um,
1: It's so sad, too, because, like, we were definitely, like, oh, EJ did bad things, but his heart's in the right place. And now it's it's more clear that, like, maybe his heart isn't even in the right place because a lot of the things he's doing it's like for his
0: benefit right to preserve or attain their relationship and like we get that a little bit with ashlyn who shows up at the coffee shop like yeets out of there immediately um when she sees nini and courtney and then nini goes to talked to her about it and she says like ej does bad things for good reasons and she's like acknowledging that it's wrong but still defending him um and i know we both were kind of like oh come on ashlyn like
1: please yeah but yeah they are related so it's like a. she's she's like i i can see where she's coming from but also like it's just if you think about it for more than three seconds, all of his motivations are still like not good motivations. <laughs> like I know, it's still like he just wants to be with Nini, uh, which is it at like, not because he thinks that he, he wants the best for Nini. It's what he thinks is the best for Nini, right? Which is, yeah, not necessarily what is actually best for her or what she wants. Exactly. So and yeah, Nini- EJ EJ definitely down in um in character rankings
0: yeah ej ej's still as he has been on thin thin ice thin 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 ice the ice only gets thinner for ej right and now gina is also i mean they're still scheming together but gina is very obviously like the mastermind here um and i don't think ej is like
1: intelligent enough to be the mastermind of
0: no (laughs) anything well he did do. He did poison the girl. He did poison. Yeah, he's got that going for him, I guess. Um, but Gina, we can clearly see. We don't know exactly what, like, the her her outcome is gonna be for this scheme that she's planning, but. In this episode, she sees the homecoming poster um, and decides that she and EJ are going to go together and manages to get him on board with that once he gets desperate enough to try and win Nini back. Because at first he's like, seniors don't take orders from sophomores. And I was like, all right, chill dude, you're 17, um, but eventually shows up at Gina's house and we see in the preview for the next episode that they do end up going to homecoming together. So that's definitely going to have some interesting implications.
1: Okay. Uh, sidebar: The homecoming poster was like chess themed, weirdly. So, like, <laughs> is this a a chess homecoming? Like, what is the? I I think it was supposed to be like vote for your homecoming king and queen, and it was like the the king and like the chess king and queen. But I'm still like, aren't there better ways to convey that? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a crowder. I I love the idea though of like a a chess themed school a dance. Chess scene. I hope it's.
1: Chess, the musical, Chess the with mes- music by Abba,
0: <laughs> themed. Think about it. Like, here's here's my theory. All high school dances are all high school dance themes are functionally the exact same theme. Like it's just it's just like maybe some of them like okay, Under the Sea, that's a variant. You know, you have some like seaweed posters and some streamers or whatever. But like the my my two high school proms that I went to, one of them was Gatsby themed and the other was, like, Paris-themed, and it was the same theme. It's just the same theme, except one of them had, like, a poster of the Eiffel Tower in the background. That's it. <laughs> like, I had, so, okay, so my, my homecoming themes oscillated
1: from being, like, very stereotypical to being slightly unhinged, and that- it was, like, my freshman year, I think it was, it was, like, under the sea themed, which is very typical, and then, Sophomore year, the all of Homecoming week was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure themed. <laughs> so the Homecoming dance was like dancing on the moon. Aww. And then junior year, it was just, I think it was Disney, which is yeah like happily ever after fairy tales. And then senior year, it was cat in the hat. Dr. Seuss themed which That's just wild. There was this like giant inflatable cat in the hat
0: that like greeted you in the entrance <laughs> of the gym and it was just it was weird. That has equally strong blessed and cursed energy. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think
1: it it stemmed because every like the leadership committee who's in charge of planning all the events they found that thing in like teacher's closet and they were just like let's um let's design a homecoming dance a homecoming themed week based on this giant cat in the hat which is just weird
0: (laughs) you know as they should have um yeah but i like we said next episode all about uh dances i
1: love dances balls and dances are my favorite 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 plot device in like anything you have the yule ball and harry potter and the goblet of fire which is by far my favorite chapter of any harry potter book you have um what then fire emblem three houses also had like a winter ball and i was like yes oh. this is good stuff
0: that was and then right, it was a, right a, before a, like the 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 tea spills yeah in right fire before everything
1: one. Yeah, right before everything went to hell, mm-hmm. you have this dance, and also there's a there's a ball level in Dragon Age Inquisition, which has like the coolest gameplay I think in the entire game because instead of like attacking people, you have to like sneak around and like collect secrets and like charm people, and it's great. I love dances. This is going to be such a fun episode. You get to see all their dresses and stuff. Oh, I am here. I am
0: ready. That's true. I do really love like, as someone who who went to high school in the early. To mid two thousand or twenty tens, I guess. I love mm-hmm. high school dance fashion. Um, especially because Homecoming is like it's not like long dresses for Homecoming. It's always yeah. like kind of the shorter sequiny fun stuff. Um mm-hmm. which I just I just love looking at those dresses. <laughs> frankly, yeah, I'm so
1: excited to see their their clothes. I wonder if there's ever been a high school musical themed dance. There has holiday. to have been. I, I, I wanted to say ponder, and I said conjure in my head, so I said ponder, which is not a word.
0: You know, you've made it one. Um, it could be a word. We innovate every day. Um, yeah, we innovate every day. Speaking of big innovators, <laughs>
1: we have Big Red.
0: Big Red! Uh, We love Big Red on this podcast. Big Red is so good. Yeah, so we start this episode where he
1: has join the crew of the musical probably to spend more time with ricky and so they're blocking out um what i've been looking for and miss jen keeps giving him instructions and he's just like totally like why what is stage left what does upstage mean why is upstage actually going down and whatever and it's hilarious
0: it's very funny yeah as um someone pointed out on twitter it was definitely very fun um Cause he's kind of, like, a, th- a proxy for, for us normies. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the outs, the... Okay. Okay, that's cool. There's a truck. Uh, should I pause too? Uh... Okay, yeah, so he definitely serves as, like, the, the fish out... Uh... Okay. So he serves as, like, an audience proxy... That's what you just said. Yeah, which I'm saying again. All right. Um. Yeah. So he's like the fish out of water. Um. We can we see just how silly some of these theater terms seem to people who aren't in theater. Um. And he has great reactions. Um. But my favorite Big Red moment in this episode is when he and so Ricky is over at his house, right? Because Ricky doesn't want to go home, and Big Red. Uh, it's it struck me as slightly odd that they'd never like had a sleepover before, but I guess, um, it's hasn't
0: come up or whatever. Yeah, apparently so. Um, it was I mean it was it was funny. It was very ah, he's just so sweet, and it's also very much like it was funny because he was like, oh, do you want to play Fortnite? Um, do you want to watch? Oh my god, YouTube. Um, which I was surprised it they felt like so like these like two 16 year sixteen-year-olds
1: hanging out and trying to figure out what to do.
0: It's like, right? Let's watch this weird YouTube video. <laughs> that's literally like what I did for fun as like a child yeah. and a preteen during, especially in the like early show people days YouTube of YouTube. Videos. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, that's what you do. I mean, that's like how, why everyone and I feel like I know knows Charlie the Unicorn. Um, and just <laughs> other things like that. Because you'd be like, hey, you want to sit down and watch YouTube, or you want to watch like some some Rhett and Link, or, um, who was the, oh, um, Ryan Higa, like, oh my gosh, I loved Ryan Higa, Ryan Higa was so good, just wow, best. but, um, what a throwback, what a throwback, but yeah, getting back on track, um, Big Red is now officially a part of the show, which means that everyone in our main cast is involved with this production, finally, mm-hmm. like, we, we know what they're doing with it, um, which is cool.
1: Yeah, we know everyone now. Mm -hmm. Except we still don't know who's playing Ryan. We just know Seb is playing Sharpay. Yeah. we find out more.
0: My God, who is Ryan? And That's the one thing that I really desperately want to know. Um, I know, me too. But, yeah. Um, Other things in this episode, I think one of my favorite bits was we got another original song, which is from Nini, and it's called All I Want. Um, And we've talked about previously on this podcast about how Nini has... Or Olivia Rodrigo, the actress, has um this really gorgeous like Grace VanderWaal esque, uh, (laughs) the ukulele girl voice, right, with that kind of like lilting tone. But obviously, like she she also has a great like tone when she's either belting or like in her upper register too, Mm -hmm. um, which you hear on the chorus of this song. And it's it's very sweet because it's like partially about EJ and Ricky both, which is cool.
1: And like, it's the the flaws that she sees in both relationships, and I think that she it it's basically her wondering when she's gonna like get someone who is worth her. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because she's we... like EJ's, the EJ part's like EJ lying. Yeah, why are you in, always
0: lying?
1: <laughs> in that A tough. more ukulele girl way, right? And um, the Ricky. The Ricky part was, like, super emotional because she, like, she starts singing it right after he leaves, so it's, like, it's, she's, like, playing it in her bedroom, but it kind of just, like, pans over him, like, skateboarding away, and she's just, like, there's a boy from my past, and, like, but, like, every time I try to get emotionally close with him, he just, like, turns away, which is just really, it's really sad, and, like, but the thing is, like, it's interesting because she sings that, and, like, Ricky obviously did turn away and not, didn't talk to her about how he was feeling, but... That did give him the courage to go home and, like, actually confront mm-hmm. it face on, which I don't think... I don't know if she'll find out, but, um, yeah. yeah,
0: it was a good song. It was good. It's very it's very sweet. There's also, like, a... So, in the show, it's just, like, her and her p- keyboard, um, but there's, like, a very nicely arranged version on Spotify, and I'm assuming other major streaming platforms, but it's, like... Piano, strings, it's this very warm arrangement. Um, and it's super nice. So that was cool.
1: Yeah, one thing I like about the show um is that all the musical parts are very clearly like them singing it. It it doesn't cause the original high school musical like oscillates between like this is us just randomly singing in the cafeteria or while playing basketball, but also we're having an audition song. But this one this one has all of the songs are just like organically like part of what the characters are doing, which means right. you get some interest and you get some interesting, less polished versions of them. So you had that EJ, um, <laughs> EJ rap last episode. I'm an idiot and then for this one sound- your
0: phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this one just sounds very like indie pop, like I'm in my bedroom with my keyboard type of thing, which I liked a lot.
0: Yeah, it's definitely this one. I mean, gosh, well, so Olivia Rodrigo wrote this song for Nini, um, mm-hmm. for the character, yeah. and it's. I mean, it's great that when I heard this, I was like, oh, well, she's going to have like a pop career, or she could probably yeah. if she wanted to in the future, um, in like a. It's it's very like contemporary sort of American pop, um, in that nice like that warm arrangement and and like gosh it's just so pretty and she has that bit where she's like all i have is myself at the end of the day um mm-hmm. it's just it's so sweet um and it's a great song like i could very much imagine hearing this uh getting radio play in our current pop landscape i guess but um current pop yeah. landscape pop landscape the zeitgeist Pop landscape. uh anyways the pop pop Okay. No pop no, guys. That, Any, okay. That, is that <laughs> anything? <laughs> is that anything? Tweets. Is this anything? Um, but yeah. So we got we got a lot going on this episode, um, which is just finally bringing a lot of these character relationships to a head mm-hmm. and digging into the deeper, less quirky, more emotional side of their yeah, character you know, arcs. Well,
1: I feel like we've seen a lot of mostly everyone but i want to know more about gina yeah because i feel like there's definitely like she has that line in that first episode right where she's just like her mom is putting a lot of pressure on her and so there's definitely something more there than just her being like the antagonist to nini because she wants the lead role yeah and i feel like we are definitely due for a gina episode mm-hmm. um just to like round her out a little bit. Um, I mean, last time I wished for more Courtney and I got more Courtney. So maybe this next homecoming episode is going to give us more Gina. I feel like um, this episode we'll is going to be,
0: be a Gina episode.
1: Yeah, we'll probably maybe even see her mom. Like we've saw Nini's moms in right.
0: the past. it would be good. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward and to episode five. Um, yeah. And all that hopefully sweet, sweet Gina character content.
1: Oh, also, quick shout out to that shirt that.
0: Oh yeah, Nini's Maya <laughs> the Pride shirt. We, oh gosh, it's so sweet. It's it's just very very like explicitly gay, um, which I love, and which doesn't even happen on like definitely does not happen in Disney films. Um, very rarely would happen in like you know a Disney Channel show uh but it's yeah it's just it's just a straight up pride shirt it's very cute I like it and then she makes a joke about Birkenstocks afterwards oh my god which is great the Birkenstocks joke was so good um like I mean they're mainstream now but like it's still like Birks are pretty gay right Um, yeah like flannel yeah exactly uh I love it but yeah it was it's been great please hit us up on Twitter at HSMtmTS podcast or if you want to get in touch with us on Gmail at um, hsmtmtspodcast podcast at gmail.com please talk to us um, we're just chilling having a good time uh, individually and, uh, oh what wait 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 yeah I
1: will eventually make a card to ours because that did win the poll um, that will happen after the holidays died down maybe in between the two holiday seasons
0: yeah. when I'm so, so yes uh, <laughs> for those who aren't stan twitter people um who were maybe confused card is this site that was log- largely adopted by um like k-pop stands, and that kind of is spread to general stan twitter and it's just an easy very simple website that allows you to like give information about yourself it's super yeah it's basically
1: like yeah, an about page, like, you would find on a blog, and you it would just be like, about me, here's my here's my biases and my fandoms. Also, I'm an INFP, Scorpio, whatever,
0: so mm-hmm. I'll put all
1: of that on our card. Our yeah. podcast, we decided, is a, what, what did we say, E, no, the, we said, are we INFJ? INF...
0: Oh, ENFJ, yes, yes. I think. A combination, yeah. yeah. But keep an eye out for that, um... You can find us individually on Twitter too at Hosh, H A A S C H underscore Palmer.
1: And at Pet underscore Rana because Petrana
0: is taken. Soon. It'll be free. Um, Soon. But yeah, Uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.